and for now this will work and for now this will work we're here it, it will work and we're here <clears throat> uh, aubrey oh i'm sorry i am so sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm here it's hey, me hey we started hey yo uh hi well, um, sorry we were just taking a little extra minute to study up on our notes and things we were uh, a bit had our noses a bit shoved into the books i don't know what he's talking about i'm munching on crab rangoon while i sit in the steamy pit of middle earth which is hell and i'll see you all there when you die aubrey uh and i am freshly freshly unstudented mason um finally back on a normal schedule ready to live a life and not be studying like a job well, Absolutely. Also a job. Uh, we're here. Hi, it's season well, two. Welcome back to what are we talking about? Season two. Yeah, today? it's season two. By the way, didn't mean to steal your thunder, Aubrey, but um, I don't know. just uh, I worked to... up to it. Like I have a little more excitement about it. Um, it's a big deal. I'm sitting very close to my microphone, so I don't want to peek it and give myself more work later, Aubrey. I can be well, very excited at this volume two. It's no. season two, baby. See? If I'm going to be excited, I'm going to be loud. Season two, baby. Why usually what more of the work relates to you whenever I'm editing the podcast. <laughs> what are you talking about? You never have to edit me. It's I, it's okay because I'm pretty sure you 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 acquire about seventy percent of the viewers. So we've been wanting for a long time to redo the first episode of our podcast, and seeing as this is our official season two, um, we'd like to go ahead and give uh, what what is it? So he's a juggalo. Another try. Um, is he a juggalo? Another was try. Was she a juggalo? Excuse you, Aubrey. Oh. Was she a juggalo? Take two. That's Talk, the official ask title. the editor, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to give it another shot because the original one sounded like complete garbage. It was awful. I mean, Recording space? Okay, yeah. If you're not an audiophile, you could probably bear through it. It's not worse than many, many audios I've heard on YouTube. So it could be worse. But um, it's not great. And we'd also like to revisit these topics because, hey, I think I'd like to think we know a little bit more of what we're doing now. Um, um, time has passed, at least, and there's probably more to say. So I'll give you that much. It was also my idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it was Mason's idea, mostly because the audio bothers the shit out of him. I, and, uh, I can't relate to that. to it. Because I think I'm partially deaf in one of my ears. But, listen um, to this one. Listen to this one instead. And don't listen to Aubrey because she can't hear. You know, that's kind of facts. Sometimes... So anyway, this fucking guy, Kid Rock. Um, I've been oh yeah, Kid some, Rock. I've been doing some research on him. It, it From what I'm seeing and from what the news articles and from what TMZ and all the people online are saying is that he's just still out there being kind of a shitty person. Um, and, yeah. uh, that's really it. I think he did a tour and canceled it and some people like trashed the place because of it, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, Kid Rock, I feel like the only fans he have left are really angry, probably conservative men. 
Um, you and know, women. that's no. Yeah, and women. Yeah, and mm-hmm. women. Um, who are probably, I would venture to say, yeah, all white. All, all white. Uh, listen, all I but know if, now is that he still wears the fedoras. And that's yeah. all that's important to me. But for mm-hmm. me, he's mm-hmm. just never made a banger like all summer long. Oh, uh, yeah. The song that he... Since. Oh, since then? Yeah. Yeah, no. There's just been nothing since. But but that song... Did he make that song? Yeah, he, he made that song. But he also... Um, he also references uh, Leonard Skinner's uh, Sweet Home Alabama in the song. And it kind of just reminds you that you'd rather listen to that song. So... I really feel like uh, you've. It's done like more an ad res- for them. I feel like you've done more research on this guy than I have. No, I just when you said we were going to be revisiting him, I was curious. I will say I did go to his YouTube, as yeah? we mentioned before starting the episode. Did you find anything? Um, yeah, uh, four months ago he released a song called "Never Quit," and um, the visuals are very confusing. It, I thought it was maybe an apocalypse, and then I was like, maybe it's a riot, and then I I don't know. It's very I I'm still not sure what he's going for here. But Apocalypse. the lyrics, you've never heard of those? Apocalypse. It's um, I think it's. Is that an artistic term? No, it's um, it's from Southern Europe. I think I'm not sure. Um, so <laughs> so he he's making political music now. Yes, is that is that what I mean? It well, I was going to say it seems politically motivated, but it's confusing. Like it's not directly politically motivated in one direction. He's going a lot of directions here. Yeah. The song really... starts with the lyric, "I'm going to dig deeper, tote guns and smoke reefer." Oh man. That's, uh, so we're already off on a really, really bold, really bold first line. I but the bold the chorus, and yet so mild at the same time. Yeah, yeah, but but then the chorus I think it's gives a better depiction of what this first lyric truly means to him. He says, "I'm gonna fight like a G. They all gonna see, and if I die, I'm gonna die free." Ain't gonna run like a bitch when shit gets thick. Tell everyone, I'll never quit. No, I'll never quit. So that feels, you know, a little maybe politically motivated. Possibly. It just sounds like all the dudes that hate the French because of the, because they dropped out of World War Two, and like that's a reason to like hate every French person that exists nowadays. Yeah, that's just what that sounds like. Yeah, but then he gets extremely confusing when he says, if you're feeling funky, say, hey, hey, if you love your country, say, hey, hey, if you're making money, say, hey, if you're smoking drugs, if you're stoned in love, praise God above our father who art in heaven. (laughs) What? I'm so con- Is this song about, like, your right to bear arms? Is this song about you re- having a revolution? Is this song about you smoking weed or taking drugs? Or is this song about you loving God? Because it cannot be all of them. I don't, all at least I don't above, think. Aubrey. I think that's too, too many, like, pillars for your song to stand on. He, he wrote this and song, it, right? Look at this moon. 
No, oh my gosh, no, that's that's your parents' favorite band, Nickelback, and you should know that. Yeah, no, I'm no, so he, disappointed in you. No, he, oh. he, it's the one where he, where he, he, he made the one where he was like, my girl's in the next room. Sometimes I wish she was here. that one. He did that one, right? I, you know, I'm not even. No, that's another. Know. That <laughs> one's another Nickelback, actually. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I know Nickelback's "Rock Star" by heart, but that's the only one. Um, I'll admit. Oh it. wait, no. He he did the one that was like. This is how you remind me of what I really am. That, that, right? I'd like he to apologize <laughs> for this audio torture that we put you through after telling you that this one was going to be better. This is the start of season two. We did uh, a lot. We, in this one, we sing a lot more. Season two only is gets the, better for you. Season two is the singing season. Are you ready? Yeah. Ooh. So, you got any more to say about Kid Rock? Or um, should we he, choo-choo the train along? He, um... So Chad Kroger, he's pretty cool. I I like this guy. You know, um, he's had a lot of different hairstyles over the course of his life. Um, Aubrey, did Chad you... Chad Kroger of Nickelback was actually married to Avril Lavigne for quite a while, did you know? Oh, yes. I, I'm sure we've talked about that a few times on the podcast, actually, which is funny. I don't know what the, the reason for them getting divorced was, though. I mean, if we're going off of the theories that many women talk, that many many people have spoken to me about in the past, uh, is that um, uh, uh, Avril Lavigne is not a real person. She's she's actually the copy of her. There's a copy of herself that is that is married to Chad Kroger, and that is um, she herself is just doing something in Canada, I guess. Well, then even if it's not her, the copy's not married to him anymore yeah but like what the they fuck? got why'd the copy get divorced apparently uh they they got engaged one month after dating so chad kroger of, of nick uh, chad kroger yeah chad kroger yeah, chad of nickelback kroger. is a hopeless romantic apparently yeah i mean honestly i've had to listen to a lot of his music and uh a lot of it is about yearning for a girl so not at all surprised to hear that Oh yeah! If you guys didn't know Nickelback is actually just yearning for women. If you didn't, but if you didn't sadly, any of it. sadly, at least in my opinion, sadly, uh, Avril Lavigne is now, uh, I believe, engaged to Mod's son. As of that's this is of as of April twenty twenty two. So like I don't know. This could have changed by now. Son? No, he was engaged to Bella Thorne previously for a while, and they had a like really long romantic relationship that also moved really fast. I don't know. He just seems a little, a little out there. Living I don't know if I'd life. marry him. I, I think I'd party with him, but I don't think I'd marry him. Uh, you know, you know, people serve different purposes in your life as time goes on. You know. Um, the most recent thing I'm seeing on online about Chad Kroger is a Jimmy Kimmel Live video on YouTube from near the end of last year, and it's about how him and another celebrity are sunning their taints. Um, so I gotta say, at least Chad Kroger is up to mildly less bad things than Kid Rock. 
Maybe I should have talked about Chad Kroger on the first episode instead. Yeah, I kind of like that we've steered away from Kid Rock, and that's okay, because it... I think it was more surprising when we were recording our first episode what Kid Rock was up to, but now we've been dealing with his shenanigans for almost three years. You were just sick of it now, Kid Rock. Calm down. We're done. Yeah. It was fun, but it's over. Can you just go back to being a, I don't know, retired just a rock country rock guy that makes fun little party songs that advertise songs for other more famous rock bands? And where's fedoras? And where's fedoras? Never not, gonna stop thinking. Not MAGA hats, buddy. Yeah, but take it's off, time to switch over. Take okay? off the ball cap. Put on the fido. Okay, we miss it. And and tip your cap to every lady who's a fan and say milady. Um, you have to do that too. Anyway, so I guess we gotta storm through my my second topic because for some reason I felt like I needed to have two in the first episode. Well, um, I've actually, I I feel like I have more to to you know to input this time. You know, as far as like. I'm, uh, I've been of age to drink for longer and participated in more. Like, I, I love to have a cocktail at a dinner. I really do. Uh, if there's one thing about me, I'm going to have a drink. Even, yep. like, we went to the movie theater the other day, and I was like, oh, there's a bar? I'm going to have a drink. I mean, like, we just were I like to, it's, a, it's one of those treat myself things. I, you know, you know I mean, if I'm going to buy a drink, it will be a cocktail. I do get that. Um, I don't know. I just... The only time I really see myself drinking is whenever I just have like a small sip of something at home. Just it's like it's something that I enjoy the taste of because I want to unwind. Honestly, only like once a month. Definitely nowhere similar to how the rest of my family enjoys alcohol. But that's not this is not the place to get into that. Um, t- 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 martinis. Martinis yeah, is so what the topic is. That martinis- was my other topic. Um, I think I've stated before, probably when we talked about this, because um, I've, I've always loved gin, but martinis are primarily gin, correct? Like, is uh, that... Yeah, gin or vodka, from my understanding. Yeah, and those are those are my two faves, if I was going to pick. Yeah. I don't know, like, I've just found that I've been ordering martinis. You've been ordering martinis? More, like, yeah. not, like, purposefully, I just find that they... Yeah, they just they tend to like have the ingredients I want or sound interesting, and you can like sip on them, and they're also almost usually fully alcohol, right? Yeah, there's there's. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure my the whole thing I talked about in that first episode, which I have a vivid memory of because I edit these things, and basically my whole topic was just an anecdote anecdote about how martinis have a very specific. Uh, ingredient in them called vermouth. Uh, for Ooh, those yeah. of you who skipped the first episode, like I hoped, it is become less and less of an ingredient in the drink over the course of the as as time has gone on because people yeah. just want more and more gin in it instead. Well, well, I was gonna say also now we've widened martini to not just be this specific cocktail of gin and vermouth. Like now, martini kind of just means like a sippable shot in a glass i feel like which is funny because actually the whole the whole production and creation of a martini was like it is it was the vermouth drink like that was what you used vermouth for it was made for it pretty much for the drink how uh how long have we as humans been drinking the martini i'm curious um, now because this is like martini is that late. what 
Mm-hmm. James Bond drinks. Like, yes, shaken, not stirred, think, like, blah, blah, blah. My parents drink it a lot. Is they that, think, yeah. so is that what made it popular? Or No, it was a, oh, okay. a drink in the mid to late 1800s in Italy. Oh. Turin, Italy. Uh, did I talk about what vermouth was made of on the podcast last time? I can't remember. Um, oh yes, I could use a reminder. Uh, oh, <laughs> actually, yes. I'm I'm reading this right now, and I'm pretty sure I remember reading this verbatim. Okay, I'm gonna do it once again. <clears throat> vermouth is an aromatized, fortified wine flavored with various botanicals, roots, barks, flowers, seeds, herbs, and spices, and sometimes colored. Yeah, I've I've said those exact words on the podcast before. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Probably. It's I'm on the wiki. We, so. we love a good definition. A good no, wiki definition. Oh, boy, do we here. It's great for Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's funny is you say that you have more to say about martinis this, ter- this time around, but honestly, I feel like I have nothing to say about a marti- martini this time around. Because you know what I, I still have not done since the last episode? What? I've still never had one. I don't know what this shit tastes like. I've talked about vermouth for hours at this point in my life, and I've never dang tasted it. So Damn. yeah, I've just never had a martini. I've never, I've never had the hankering. I've never remembered to ask for one. I, I even love olives. I eat the fucking yeah, olives yeah, just I'm, straight out I'm the not jar. An olive gal. I fucking love olives, dude. That's like my favorite food. Sadly, it's bad for your cholesterol. It's, it's fine. Treat yourself, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to eat some um, olives after this episode's over. Absolutely. Well, before... So, I, yeah? <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I'm I'm really excited to revisit my topic. Well, you should probably go ahead and start with it, because I'm probably about to go on an olive tangent, and I don't think anybody wants We're not here to talk about olives. Okay. What I'm here to talk about every damn day of my life 365 days a year, 24-7, is reality television. We're back. And you know what What sparked this love of reality television in me? In 2008, or no, in 2007, there was a show called Kid Nation that changed what reality television could look like if children were involved. Um, and it was, was also... Kind of a social experiment. Yeah, yeah, there it is questionable. Honestly, there's a lot of apparently, you know, child labor laws exist, even with filming on sets. And there's usually like a set number of hours you can film. So it is questionable whether what they did here is legal. It just didn't um, have the budget. Like, if you look at the show, like they had like a, all the camera crew were basically the only people there taking care of the kids. Like, they needed, like, security or something. And I know the point was it, yeah. of it was that the kids were supposed to be alone. But, I mean, there's fucking people right. there anyway. So, might as well. if, if perchance, you don't know what Kid Nation is and you didn't listen to the first episode of the podcast, Thank it's you. basically a reality show where they took 40 kids, ages 8 to 15, and they take them out to this place called Bonanza Creek Movie Ranch. And then they, like, pretend tell them it's Bonanza City, New Mexico. Like, they, they have a little ghost town there. And they basically make the kids work out their own little, 
Western capitalist system, and every week they do challenges, kind of like on Big Brother and shit. Like, they do a physical challenge as teams, and, like, based on how they place is whether you get to be upper class, middle class, lower class. Weird. Um, and uh, laborers, which I guess is lower than lower class. Like, okay. dang. Yikes. Um, so, uh, that basically means slave, right? I, uh, they get paid, like, they get paid a little bit. So, like, technically they, they do get wages. What the fuck were they spending oh, yeah. their money on? There were so no merchants. Get, there were no children yes, merchants. There were child merchants. What? So the, the the upper class didn't get to do didn't have to do any work and they would get a dollar for their like salary or whatever. And then the like the the second tier was merchant class and that was like they would get 75 cents I think. I, wait, let me see if that's that's the case. Tell me. Tell me, tell me, tell me. So basically the way shit works is we got four different classes. The upper class, they don't have to do shit, but they can help if they want to, and they get a dollar. Then there's the merchant class, and they get 50 cents, and they run the stores. Because, like, the kids get this money, so they can, like, get, they can get, like, root beer and sodas at the saloon. Um, they can buy, like, candy and, like, toys and stuff in, and I think even clothes in the, like, the store. Um, and then we have uh, the next class, which is the cooks, and they get 25 cents, and they basically prepare the meals for everyone, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And may I remind you, these are children, most of which are under the age of 13. Yeah, there's, uh, like, there's like a seven-year-old there, isn't there? At one point, the yellow team is in charge of cooking, and they're quite literally like almost all eight to ten-year-olds who really do not know how to cook at all. It's a disaster. Um, and then the next, like, the lowest class, like I said, I said it was, like, lower than lower class, is the laborers. And they get 10 cents, and they gotta, like, clean toilets and shit, and, like, wash dishes, and also wash clothes. And they don't give these clo- these kids, like, washers and dryers. They, like, literally have, like, an old washboard. And then... Later, they get to upgrade to, like, a a ringing rack uh, and and stuff like that. Like, where, wash, and, like, a wash tub, which is a little better. But they never give them, like, any kind of, like, actual electronic equipment. So, it does really kind of seem like these kids are roughing it, which I think was why people perceived this really negatively. But the kids were not really roughing it as hard as they you know, they appeared to be. Like, if they needed anything, the kids were always accompanied by, like, a cameraman and, like, a PA and, like, you know, there's basically two or three people around at all times, and if they needed something, if there truly was no food, you know, like, they could help them. I just feel like at the end of the day, like, the guy who had the concept for the show just should have read The Lord of the Flies and he would have gotten it. Oh, um, actually, speaking of Lord of the Flies, uh-huh. producer Tom Foreman acknowledged that Kid Nation would inevitably share some elements with the novel Lord of the Flies. He was ready for this to happen. Ready and fully. <clears throat> Adults were present off camera during production, including cameramen, producers, a medic, and a child psychologist, although all interacted with the children as little as possible. 
Participants also missed a month of school, but Foreman suggested that such real-world tasks such as preparing group breakfast, doing physical chores like fetching water, and making group decisions constituted as an educational experience in its own right. Um, uh-huh. Foreman said that all participants were cleared by a team of psychologists and any child could choose to go home during the periodical town meetings, which, of all of the children, three of them did. Um, Damn, only three? from the Wikipedia here. Yeah, only, only three of them. Uh, the first one is the kid in the first episode that, uh, is it John Tron that he did an interview with yeah, uh, a couple years kid, ago? Timmy or something? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy. He Jimmy. was eight, and he was the Sorry. youngest participant. Um, he was really little and clearly very homesick. I probably would have reacted the exact same way, if not even more emotionally. Yeah. Uh, if I were I his age, because I was definitely an attachment kid. I would have wanted my computer back. <laughs> By then. Oh, I would have been like, my mommy's not here, and I'm gonna have a panic attack for literally the next several days. I'm so I would have been with that child psychologist a lot of the time. Yeah, my parents um, also dropped me off with my grandparents a lot, so it was just more so my electronics that I needed to, to stay afloat. The other two kids that leave are Cody, age 9, on day 13, and Randy, age 11, on day 28. But basically those, so like I mentioned, they have challenges um, and that like determines where their class is. Yeah, yeah. They also, the challenge is if everybody completes their, like if every team completes the challenge within a certain amount of time, then they get to pick between two prizes. They really, this is what we mean by social experiment. Like the kids have to make a like group decision, but there's also oh my one child of each group is elected as kind of like their leader or spokesperson and they're on town council. So the town council makes the final decision, but like they do usually, you know, consult the other children. The first choice is literally more outhouses or a TV. And the TV is like old as hell. Uh, and the children, surprisingly, make the correct decision and choose more outhouses. Um, which I will remind you, the laborer children have to clean. And I just want to know how that worked. Oh, not well, probably. That sounds awful. Yeah. This, um, this show has actually been, like, a topic of discussion a lot in recent years. And, like, um, a lot of the kids, now that they're older, have done, like, Ask Me Anythings on Reddit... Um, Sophia has made a few videos on YouTube, which I would highly recommend watching if you want to, like, see, uh, one of the best kids in Kid Nation talk about Kid Nation as an adult. Uh, I, I'm partial, because she was my favorite, even as a kid. Um, mm. just such awesome, sarcastic female energy. Love it. Like, true realness. True realness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I think so relatable. Um, as well as being, like, just a generally generally good person, it seems like. Um, but a lot of these kids have actually gone on to, like, have good, successful futures. Um, I read that Anjay worked for Microsoft as of, what, what was the year that the article said? The article was written in 2020. So, like, he worked for Microsoft. That's pretty That's cool. Pretty sick. Do you think that he put mm-hmm. his role in Kid Nation on his resume whenever he applied to Microsoft? Probably. Like, he played a really good leadership role in the show, and I think the show delivers him as a really good person. Other than, like, the religion episode... Oh, no, even in the religion episode, he's pretty good in that. Like, he, I believe, is pretty, like, moderate, like, with the kids and, um... 
doesn't really like take a side is like we need to be open-minded yeah speaking of that they also like every every episode the kids are like meant to learn a lesson about what running a town and having a society is like so that's also part of this social experiment week two they have to decide if they want to kill one of the chickens they have that are giving them eggs um and of course all the little girls have grown attached to the chickens but luckily um 15 year old greg has had experience with killing chickens and he comes in and uh saves the day by getting them some fresh chicken and the kids do decide it's what's best and like I will say, like, that's a tamer lesson to teach children where their meat comes from. Important, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, it's, it's good it's, to it's, see that. But also, I'm sure it was maybe traumatic for some people. Yeah, um, so. probably. I don't so know. I don't want to... I'm just glad that they had a kid there that knew how to kill a chicken, because otherwise that would go horribly. But I assume it's, it appears to me that they, like, based on, like, some of the Reddit research I've done and things that, like, the producer's like directly sought out direct tropes of kids. Like I was saying there was a trope tropedia um, entry for kid nation. And it like literally shows all of the tropes kid nation uses with the different kids. Wow. Um, Not to mention Michael has confirmed that they called his like school of music looking for a Pacific Northwestern, like hippie looking kid. And that's, like, how he got suggested. Yes, I remember so, you murmuring this earlier. Was Did they literally, like, cast the archetypical roles? Like, they were, like, drawing a fucking cartoon? Like, what? what? It's so interesting. I, I, I wonder how much of the decision-making was, like, an actor... An acting, like, showrunner choice and how much of it was specifically, like, a scientific social experiment choice. It's such a weird mixture. Yeah. Um, like, I mean... Honestly. And watching it, you can, like, as an adult, at least, as a child, I did not identify this at all. But, like, there are clear, like, when they cast Taylor, that was genius. They were like, she's a little girl that does beauty pageant and is probably pretty spoiled as a, you know upper middle class uh like upbringing is probably never spent a lot of time outdoors or on her own this is gonna give us some good like content she's gonna be sassy and and she was because she is to this day one of the most memorable kids like yeah absolutely hilarious i mean she was fucking running the show she was like 12 years old and running the damn show up there i don't know the that is a person that that means that's a type a person right there for sure Right, and, like, when they cast Greg, I think they knew what they were doing, too, because he was, like, newly 15, obviously a hormonal teenage boy. He has to deal with all these freaking kids every day, these you know what I mean? Like kids. They, I think Blaine was also 14, maybe 15, so, like, he had him to hang out with, but they were really the only older guys. Fucking so, what if your name was Blaine? Yeah, Blaine is not very memorable in the show. Just he just kind of seems like Greg's lackey. Um, sorry, Blaine, lackey. if you're listening, I'm sure you're a good guy now. Maybe I I don't know. Um, lackey though, that's a strong word. Yeah, but it seems like this show also did help these kids form like lasting friendship. Oh yeah, and somebody may have drank uh, bleach or some kind of cleaning <laughs> chemical because, like I mentioned, they could have soda in the saloon. Basically. What had happened was, uh-huh, is they yeah. had, like, seltzer water, kind of, 
like soda water and then they had flavored syrups and that's how you would make the sodas and the flavored syrup for lemon lime soda allegedly looked very similar or similar to the chlorine is it chlorine bleach solution Probably or something chlorox. and i believe some of the like it, it, it sounds like it was more than one kid but like only one of them was identified to have been part of the incident um, but I don't think that's on the, the kids. Incident. I think that's on production. Uh, yeah. Um, Why the fuck did the kids need access to bleach in the first place? Yeah, it says... the Okay, yeah. The kid, DK, was checked out by doctors and returned to safely in good spirits, according to Anjay. Um, he drank the spiciest soda in the world, as quoted. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> It says that wasn't the only incident of child negligence on set. On In one episode, Andre said, um, this is coming from an article from AV Club, I'd really gotten dehydrated from hiking the town and had to go to the EMS because I was throwing up. Yuck. He described how the emergency was manipula- manipulated for air. There was actually a scene where the three other council members are meeting and they ask where Anje is and it cuts to me sleeping. It wasn't because I was lazy. On the contrary, the 12-year-old was recovering. Oh my but he, god! But he also goes on to say we weren't abused, we were not hurt in any way, but it was definitely a lot more exploitative than I remember it being back then. The thing is, we weren't fully formed people. We were kids. Yeah, I mean, it's just more so how the fucking announcer would treat them. Like, he would always be talking to them like he was talking down to children it was so strange i don't like that guy he's weird no weirdo mm-hmm. well yeah and i mean i will say like as much as i love kid nation i also recognize that some of these kids like were subjected to because i mean this was 2007 so this was like early internet hate and like people being able to comment on anything everywhere all the time and that being the norm and like Admittedly, I was not a big fan of Olivia in the show, but I would absolutely never, like, slander her online because she was a child. But she was apparently subjected to, like, death threats and threats of SA and things like that just because she wasn't portrayed very likable on the show. And that's that's so sad, but... That is also something we have seen over time that adults go through too. It just sucks that it's like she was a child and yeah, to be subjected to that. That's really that young sucks. to be bullied online. The, the, especially whenever she was, from what I remember you saying, like she was bullied in real life and then was yeah and then they she yeah she said i was bullied in real life and then to like go on the show and then see that i was getting portrayed as the villain like that was really upsetting and like hard to go through and like a you know a bully like because i'm not that and i agree she wasn't that like um i think something that made her unlikable in people's eyes is she very heavily defends her christian religion in the religion episode which is really hard to watch because it's sad like why did they they that yeah they basically like the the weekly life lesson thing is like you know it's good to spend some of your times doing spiritual practices but like are you guys all gonna split up into one spirit like into different spiritual practices or are you gonna like come together for one thing that involves everybody and like they basically pit the kids against each other based on what their religions which let's be honest they're children so these are their parents religions and their parents opinions like and they it causes a lot of fighting amongst them and, like, they're kids. Like, they don't know any better. 
And so it's hard to watch because it's like, I hate this, but also, gosh, they, you know, that this could have been a, a good, you know, some of the kids do open up and show interest in other religions, like, you know, respectfully. Um, and it's nice to see some of like the, like, like the Jewish kids really band together. And that's, mm. you know, really nice to see, but, yeah. but a lot of the episode is a mess just because it's like, wow. They didn't uh, and oh yeah, properly. speaking of episodes that are a mess, allegedly, like I was reading earlier, there may have been another episode that was filmed and could not have been shown because it was like they politically pitted the kids against each other. Oh which my god. I can only so imagine dumb. if the religion episode is hard to watch, how hard that one would be to watch. Like, because what do kids know about politics? Oh my gosh, no. It's like when they do school elections, like, yes, teach kids how to vote, but also, like, oh, teach them what they're voting for, not just, like, pick what your parents pick. <laughs> yeah, that is... Oh, God. Is, like, the challenge, it's so... It's just so definitely, specifically just a social experiment thing. Like, what else is the point of all that? That's silly. Yeah. Um, one cool thing is that like there were golden stars given out like we like at the end of every episode to like one kid that the town council would vote yeah I'm gonna get a star like most deserving of it and I think it's what's like worth like a thousand dollars or something something like that like something crazy like that something crazy like that oh the so yeah five thousand dollars or no 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 Gold stars valued at $20,000 and $50,000 were awarded to select outstanding participants decided by the elected town council. But each child received $5,000 payment for their involvement in the show. Which, I I mean, it's 2007 money, but that's that still, still feels like it could have been now. I mean, for considering... Considering what they went through, I I think that the parents should probably have asked for more money, to, to be quite frank. Yeah, because, uh, well, yeah, according to Google, uh, $5,000 in 2007 is the equivalent in the purchasing power to about $7,157.18 today. So oh. about like a 2000 Dollar increase in 16 years. Okay. That's... So it's not like, I guess it's not like crazy low, but like, it's I. Not that bad. I do feel like they could have received a little bit more for like them being children. Yeah. And this sure. is a like all the time thing. Like, obviously, I don't think they filmed them when they were sleeping, really, but. Yeah, let's hope They not. do film them pretty much all other hours of the day. They filmed that one kid sleeping whenever he's oh, in the yeah. hospital. <laughs> well, no, when he was, he was back from the hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just mean from the time he was in the... Anyway, um, so one last thing I want to ask you, Aubrey, before we get out of here. Um, I, uh, do you think that on my resume I should put down serves a mean cup of joe on under my skills? Do you think I should do that? Do you think that would help me get the job? I think it's fun and quirky, but... I don't I mean, know. I mean, I think if it hits the right person, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it's under the barista experience I have. So. Oh yeah, that's it's fun. It's a fun little. Okay. Chortle. Then. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, well, anyway, I, I don't think I had anything else to ask you, other than All um, right. 
Um, Aubrey, was she was she a juggalo? No, she was just a prostitute. Okay, I'll go.